Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Jack Newman. I'm Peter Dancy. And I'm Ben Howarth. And welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. How are you guys doing this week? I'm doing pretty shitty. <laughs> uh, everything scares me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got a little... I got... <laughs> I'm actually in Houston, and I made uh, Peter go to this movie, and he's very upset at me. Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoyed watching it with him, because there was a lot of groans and a lot of tapping on the shoulders, like, Ben, Ben, why... Why? <laughs> ben, are you there? Are you still with me? Yeah, I know. I, I kept doing that to Katie too. I kept kind of like reaching over. It's like, what? What's happening? And I kind of like, I, I like, I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I'm secure enough to admit that like, I just sort of like bury my head in her shoulder a little bit. Like, I'm not even. It's it, and I like, I, I like, I must have used the bathroom like twelve times too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and I made like little deer poops each time because they were already in my pants. Um. Um, yeah, we saw it this week, which is, of course, the Stephen King, uh, the second Stephen King uh, novel ad- adaptation. It's interesting. I mean, I, I I always kind of forget when a movie is a Stephen King adaptation because he writes so many goddamn books. Yeah, you look. So just like, I was looking yeah. through today to find like uh, what are some of the, the the key ones I've not seen yet, and uh, boy, some of you're like, what? <laughs> what is that? Like, uh, like, a, yeah, yeah, like Hearts like he, in Atlantis. He, he, I was like, oh, I remember that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh. it's really funny when you run into movies that you like, kind of liked, but you didn't realize they were Stephen King novels to begin with. That's like, yeah, that's that's always a weird one when you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm sure when somebody sees Dark Tower in five years on TV, which I can only oh see would be at three a.m., uh, they'll this is a Stephen King novel. Like, what happened? Um, but uh, yeah, Dark Tower slam. Uh, but. Mm. What did you guys? Uh, I don't actually have a trailer for this week. Anything? Oh, we, so we wanted to talk about a trailer we saw before our screen of it. I don't know if you saw. Ooh, it. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a trailer for Mother, and uh, yeah, you, you want me to talk oh, about the Aronofsky. It or you want to yeah, talk about it. No, no, go to town, please do. So it was this very so weird this trailer. Yeah. <laughs> it was the trailer itself we wanted yeah. to talk about. Yeah, yeah, like, like the, 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 the thing about this trailer is, is that is that you know instead of it being like it kind of be the normal traditional trailer that you, that you would expect to see ahead of a movie, it was like they took a, it was like they took a, a thirty second commercial from television and put it and made it two and a half minutes and put it on film because it started off it was like next week in this theater and it's like <laughs> yeah it was literally and, and, like and, an and, old and, grindhouse trailer that's what it reminded me of it was like right. you'll never forget. Where you were. Where you were. Where you saw. One of, mother. <laughs> one of the like, things that popped up on our anime is, and maybe this is just my interpretation, but it seems to be referencing like tons of different genres and stuff. Because one of the things that popped up on our anime is people are making fun of Aronofsky because he's like a known anime fan. So like right, he there's be like uh, elements and mm, callbacks. A lot of perfect uh, blue. End for, of Evangelion. Uh, yeah, he ripped up a lot of perfect blue for um, uh, Black yeah. Swan. Well, yeah. even in the one of the one of the like the posters for Mother is literally the poster from End of Evangelion with her, with her oh, face. I mean, in it in in End of Evangelion, like you oh, know, you mean it's the more face like over the house? less literal. 
Yeah. Well, that's a that that end of Evangelion ripped that off from Rosemary's Baby, so it's a rip. Oh, is that just like the like the what? Well, and yeah, and end of Evangelion, it's weird because the face is like literally the size of a mountain, and that's an actual thing that happens in an Evangelion. But you know, well, that's I think Evangelion that is like literal. It makes no sense. I was I was about to say, but I, I, you're right. He is probably. I bet you are. Like, if he's referencing something, even though Aronofsky is a fan, I bet you you are right that he's ripping off Rosemary's Baby first. Right. I mean, he's he's sort of a quieter Tarantino-esque director where he takes from stuff. Uh, uh, he famously owns the rights to Perfect Blue, so he can like steal shots from it and not get in trouble, which I think is kind of brilliant. <laughs> I think it's a brilliant idea where like you you want to like you have a movie you love, but you don't really want to remake it, but you just want to steal from it. I think that's great. <laughs> what one of my things as an editor that's worked in the same place for the last five years. I don't know what's going to happen when I start a new job somewhere else because like I have a B roll library of like Duke Anesthesia in the hospital that's just like so extensive at this point. Like you can give me a project and I could just make it out of that B roll library. <laughs> wow! Like like all all you need to do is like do a voiceover and I will put together like a pretty good like like project for you. <laughs> like like I don't know what's going to happen when I leave and I was like I have no B roll. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it proves that this 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 movie they don't. It's too bad because it got good reviews out of Venice Film Festival, and Aronofsky is a very talented and well respected director. Right. And uh, it's right. just weird that there's like here's a poster that makes it look like Rosemary's Baby. Here's a poster that makes it look like a psychological horror film, and then here's a weird Grindhouse trailer because it's going to be super goddamn popular, and we want to trick some people into this movie. I guess it's very bizarre, and I I know that they're trying to keep like the central plot of the movie pretty quiet i know aronofsky that was like his big deal with the marketing but yeah, i think because I, I, of that they mm. feel like they're struggling very hard with what to yeah it. they they want to make like it's probably going to be a good movie but they're 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 keeping it so close to the bloody chest very very close to the chest that it's impossible to, to market it properly which i don't know if i was i have to admit like i like you know we usually take the sides of directors in all things but if i'm like a like a film executive and i've bought this movie for like however much and i don't think it's very expensive i mean it has jennifer lawrence so it has to be like well jennifer lawrence is, my, is um is his, <laughs> is his girlfriend now so he could probably convince her to like do oh yeah. yeah 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 wait really yeah really? so i mean i'm sure yeah. she does it for cheap but i like it's not it's still not like that cheap like oh, I'm sure. you know she's still got I, like I'm, five million you know cheap quote unquote, exactly you know? exactly like <laughs> it's very hard for me to like she as like a film producer to be like oh i'm gonna put down five million and then like and he's just like oh i'm gonna botch all the advertising because surprise <laughs> yeah. like you know i'd be like really no <laughs> and it's tough because there's certain movies like uh I, I totally commend Robert Zemeckis. He came out after you know Castaway famously gives away that he gets off the island. Spoiler for Castaway. Um, and uh, and you know a lot of people are like, what the fuck? That's like most of the movie was him on the island. You know, like we we didn't need to see that in the trailer. But the director later came out and was like, look, are you how are you going to make a hundred million dollars if you people think Tom Hanks might die horribly in this movie? Basically, like a lot of people kind of do want to know yeah. the movies they they're going to go see, and it's often the case that. As shitty as it is for people like us who want to avoid spoilers, sometimes it's the best choice business-wise. 
and I and I I have to admit, like I res- I, like I understand getting upset about it, but at the same, it's one of those random arguments where I can totally understand both sides. Like, yeah, uh-huh. like like for instance, like I don't like I have to admit, like I am like truly freaked out. Like I don't want to go see an Avengers movies where like all the Avengers dies. So like I'm sure that there are gonna be some that die, and I think that like if that gets spoiled in the trailer, I'm not super unhappy about it. But I know there would be like instant like nerd avalanche rage. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. 100%. Like, 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 let's say, like, Avengers want, like, the Avengers trailer, like, spoils, a, a, like, a major Avenger death. Like, like literally, people would, like, be out in the streets with pitchforks. Yeah, th- and I'd be like, right. you know, I don't really go to be surprised in Avengers movies. Like, I'm going for a different reason. So, like, I can understand that. But I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys excited for this movie? Because I'm very confused. What, for Mother? Yeah, I, I have nothing. I have nothing um, on. I'm excited based upon the good hype, but at the same time, like from what I've seen, I have no, I have no like. I personally like would dog not in this be fight. excited if I didn't know it was Darren Aronofsky. That's really the thing that's driving exactly. Me there. Like nothing about it looks yeah. that exciting, which is why I worry it's not going to really do well, particularly with it outright like the week before, literally. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I know I know that for me personally, and and this this doesn't even have it. This doesn't even have anything to do with it being with it being a horror film. Like just me personally. I just don't have any personal interest in it anyway because 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 I don't know like I, I guess the the trailers and like the trailers and the short clips that I've seen like they're definitely intriguing and look interesting and and you know they look cool but nothing but nothing has really stood out to grab my personal interest. Here's another question for you guys and this is just my and this is kind of like in the territory of like uh I don't particularly like to do like kind of like, you know, talking about like actor actresses careers. But do you think that like it may be a possibility with kind of the last couple of movies that Jay Law's career is stalling a little bit in terms of its meteoric rise? Or has it gone so high that it just, you know, we're sort of like she's not exactly the draw she was. Yeah, I think it's I tough think, to I, say because she doesn't. The only thing I can think of is like Passengers. You know what I mean? That's like the only. Yeah, yeah and Passengers has like, its own. Like built-in problems. problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I think for Jayla and her career, I I I thought I felt that that was going to be something that happened a few a few years after after the last uh, Hunger Games movie. Anyway, regardless of what she did, unless she did something that was just absolutely fantastic, like like yeah, like yes, she is like yes, her career has a potential of stalling in the next couple of years yeah. because it's like she's not. Um, God, yeah, whatever they, her character was in Hunger Games, I forget. And it was really frustrating for a while, at least for me, in terms of like all she ever did was like franchise movies, like X Men and, mm-hmm. and Hunger Games, and right. the only like acty movies she did was with David O. Russell, and I feel like he always used her wrong. He always cast her in roles where she was way too young to play that character, and yeah, um, and so I, it was this I case think, of like I'm glad she's working with other uh, more yeah different. I directors. do think. Her as a character. I'm oh, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. No, I'm, I'm, done, like, I'm totally done. cutting you off. But yeah, sorry. No, but like I did like kill that last fight. But the I do think one of the things is that J Law is like a character. Is like is an actress. That's funny that you bring that up because one of the things that I've thought for a long time is that J Law kind of needs to go away a while and come back and be Meryl Streep. Oh yeah, like totally, that's totally. kind mm. of because she is turned in performances that I love, like Winter's Bone, Winter's Bone's tons incredible. of stuff yeah. that like when she gets it right, she's so good. She gets it and really that's right. and that's the thing is like I see her in this performance of doing like Mother, and this is exactly the kind of thing that I want her to be doing. But she just still comes off like such a kid to me yeah. that I just want her to be. Older. You, yeah, her being married to, to five years from now. Her being married to Javier Bardem feels weird, you know. 
And maybe right, that's it feels point. so dirty. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's the point, but maybe she also is supposed to be like 35 in that movie, and you're like, hmm? You know, like, no. I don't know. Yeah, Which exactly. makes no sense because like, she is literally our age. Yes, that's part exactly. of it. No, she is our age. Like, And it's one of those things that, like, this is, she's the trajectory actress that's going to, like, when she goes out of style for being too old, it's going to be like, when we're too old, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be like she's she's the one. She, it's like it's like now like you know one of the things like in the last couple of years it's been shocking to me like Spider Man Homecoming realizing that you're like you're really 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 not high school age anymore. Do you know what? Like it's not yeah. even like you're not even like in the same ballpark anymore. Which we never were in college, but at the same time it's you know you know since most movies make college kids looks like you know i mean make uh, high school kids look like college or early middle adults like we're not even early middle adults early anymore. middle adults. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i don't mean to, i don't mean to, <laughs> no it's, it's my own pain i, I if you guys want i don't mean to like bring you down <laughs> <laughs> we're all old and sad now oh <laughs> sorry i mean I'm, eventually I'm but I mean, not now right. not today not today it, yeah. It's just that middle is what, period. I'm I'm excited to then be like old enough to tell youngsters what to do. Like that's the that's when it gets good, you know, when you're like when you're in your forties uh, and you get to tell like the nephews and nieces like life advice. Like that's gonna be the good shit. That's what I'm looking forward yeah. to. Yeah. Well, I have to I have to admit I I I, I like you know because you you do like have this moment where you recognize like oh my god I'm telling kids what to do where like for me <laughs> no. it's like I like have this like visceral moment where I was like I was like yeah kids should vote way earlier because kids know what's up and you guys are just ageist and like when I was like 15 you know like yeah. <laughs> And now that I think about it, I was like, God, you was a, I was a fucking idiot. Like, right. <laughs> like yeah, I, I, so it, was, it was a really solid decision that somebody didn't let me drive or vote or drink. <laughs> like, You're like, oh boy, I saw I saw 307 times in theaters. I shouldn't have voted for a president at all. <laughs> it is a super bad choice. God, what was it about that movie that? Like, I don't know. Uh, I Everybody don't... was like, I gotta go see it, and like I. Tagged along with everybody. So, I had a roommate in college that went to bed watching that movie. He watched it every night of his life. Like he was a football player. It was my first year of college, and he watched three hundred every night on like a portable DVD player in his. I remember that kid. (laughs) Yeah, you remember Jack? His name. We had the same name. Yeah, Jack. I remember him. He was football Jack, and I was nerdy Jack. Yeah, and football, and I remember football, Jack. I was like, I was like, I'm not nerdy, Jack. He watches 300 in his bed every night of his life. Like, what, what, what is that? I don't know. I, he's, I mean, he wasn't a, he wasn't a mean guy. He was just really into that movie. <laughs> he was just really into hearing some guy scream, "This is Sparta," and then kick another dude into I, it like a bottomless and, pit. And it wasn't like, like at some point when you like when I watch a movie over and over again, like I can skip like certain scenes and stuff. Like he would consistently watch all of it. Now, now the only thing I can picture because I'd never met this guy is that I, I, I just pictured that meme of Wolverine in bed, touch caressing the photo, and then it cuts to the photo is Gerard <laughs> Butler's abs, just like mm. yeah. <laughs> It is, it is. It is a little bit exactly what what you think. Ben. <laughs> That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's. Uh, speaking of uh, nostalgia, I had a. You know, I wish I hadn't progressed the conversation arc because I had a really cool transition planned like a minute ago when we were talking about making fun of kids, and I was like, "Well, we're old people. That's why everyone likes kids in movies now." Ha 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 ha. But okay, didn't. I don't know why I just explained it. Made it like a million times worse. Um, but anyway, brilliant. <laughs> the brilliant. I know. Right? Brilliant. Uh, the main review this week is going to be of It, which is, you know, it's hard to introduce. It's not the It, It, it's It with, uh, you know, 
quotation marks. Um, so I have no summary because my computer died, but uh, I, uh, if to do a, I found a summary. You want me to read the summary? Oh yeah, I do. Thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Seven young outcasts in Derry, Maine are faced with their worst nightmare, an ancient shape-shifting evil that emerges from the sewers every 27 years to prey on the town's children. Banded together over the course of one horrifying summer, the friends must overcome their own personal fears to battle the murderous, bloodthirsty clown known as Pennywise. All right. There's the, uh... That's not yeah. bad. So... For the Wikipedia summary, it wasn't bad, so... Yeah, that is pretty good. That's pretty good. It's a, I, I, I won't. Admit, I, I'll admit, Katie, it was reading the book along to this as well. So I've kind mm. of gone back in and kind of reread some of this book as well. Yeah. Um, I, I stand by the statement. I think Movie Bob says it, and I generally get on Movie Bob's dick more than anyone. Not dick, but like against him a little bit more than anyone else. But I <laughs> right. have to admit, I agree with his earlier statement. When he says that, like Stephen King may be one of the most, like the hardest authors to adapt, huh. because he's just the wordiest motherfucker there ever was. In terms of like modern fiction, like George R. R. Martin and him are like the wordiest motherfuckers they that are. are still writing. They are. And I think, and it's and it's good in that, like he, you know, he creates all this depth and issue. But like a lot of times, what he does is that he has B movie plots and allegories like a very simplistic plot and then like all of it's in more of the subtextual world or like and in the case of it the book itself is more about the subtextual world of kind of like the villain of like kids looking at like things around them and recognizing like there's so much terrifying things to children you know like the world and your con- your lack of control and all these things it can be absolutely terrifying to kids yeah. and, that, and that's and it's cool that like I don't think it has like it this this adaptation um, and of course like I know we all love Tim Curry to death. I I love him a lot, but the original like it miniseries does not fucking hold up. No, like, I just, it's, it's 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 bad. It's a bad. It's, it's a bad it bad is bad. <laughs> it's bad. Tim Curry is acting his ass off like he always does, but like it's yes. it's it's like it is a Nick Cage esque performance a little bit. Um, oh no, he's but he's, he's not, being a ham bone. He's more of a trickster fun yeah, character. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's just he's kind of coming up, and it's more like murderous, and this, and whereas this is more like, this is an interesting combination because it is a departure from the books and the style of monster. Like it is an actual quote unquote monster, whereas like in the books, it's very much more like being. It's you know the monstrous nature has more of it's more of a metaphor for being a kid in the world yeah, being very it's, terrifying. It's, it is one of my favorite King books because it's a guy who is realizing that he's becoming his dad basically it's it's a book where he grew up in a shit town with an alcoholic father uh and he was an alcoholic coke addict at the time and it was basically him being like psychologically talking about this the idea of cycles of abuse and being terrified as a child and feeling like everyone around you and all the parents around you and all the adults don't give a shit about you and that they don't care if you live or die and then one day realizing all that trauma comes back to bite you in the ass and you become everything you hated. Um, that's why for me, this movie is, I sort of a similar reaction to this movie that I have with force awakens, which is that it's a very fun ride. It's a very exciting, well shot, well edited movie. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's as much thematically there, but I don't, I think all that potentially could be in part two. Whether it is or not, I don't know, and I feel like I might forgive. This oh, movie. that's right. Yeah, we were talking about that. I might. Yeah, and I think give this movie a little more. Go ahead, part ben. two is a little bit deeper, which it could be. 
if part two is another just like two hours of straight scares, I think I might be a little disappointed in the overall uh, project. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's set. It, the only way that part two is going to work for me if it sets itself up a little bit like almost like Kill Bill. And I mean that comparison in no way other than the fact that like the second part of the of the cycle is, oh, it's is, slower. is I much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's more. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is I got that you. I was thinking the for only a second. Way, like, what? OK, I got it. Oh yeah, you know, like I, I, there was so much there to latch on to from like a, from like a like a like a creative standpoint that it's like it's a very comparing anything to Kill Bill for any purpose is stupid. Like, <laughs> that's fine. But you right, this like, or that because yeah. people yeah. Were, were disappointed at first with Kill Bill two because it didn't have the crazy action of one, but that's exactly what made it two really interesting. It's yeah, right. it became more emotional and and like that would be what I would want at this point. Like you know, because like even you know the book cross cuts and that's and that's a great part of the book and that it does that and the, and the miniseries did that and, and it didn't work at all it's absolutely terrible <laughs> like some of those those uh, the miniseries has this thing where it's like it'll uh it just has him like he puts his hand his head on his hand and then it cuts to the like the like the older guy with his head in his hand and it does that like a bajillion times and oh, every time it's cuts, just so yeah. horrible yeah. yeah no no but it's like it's like not even like good match cuts it's like it fades it's like because they didn't have like quality like editing software or whatever i don't I, know like, i remember the fades were it, so bad because they ruined all the scares there's like a great solid scare where like pennywise comes out of the shower but then he just like st- i'm talking about the original i mean he just like stands there in the shower and then it fades out and he's like what happened he just like was like okay <laughs> bye he's in the shower <laughs> and it's funny it's funny for me that like in the original series the scariest pennywise moments is where he's just like running around in daylight just being like talking to the guy like it's more like it's always it's always like weird in a different sort of way but i think in this one it's definitely more trying to blend the stephen king original keep some of the elements uh as well as kind of modernize pennywise into like more of a visceral uh blood show monster and and kind of and it takes it in, i think it does it well i think it does first off i think this movie does it particularly well i don't think it was ever going to capture uh any of that like all of the elements of the stephen king novels and and i mean this this also has like you know, seven fucking kid characters. Yeah. And like, so clearly like n- not even half of them are properly developed. So like, I'm very it, curious you, you what even, happens. And you can even ahead. see that in the scares, you know what I mean? Like, because like right. what they're afraid of, because like one is like, I'm afraid of, of, of infection because his mom is like, uh, sort of having a, a Munchausen syndrome by proxy, you know, like she's trying to keep him the idea of him thinking he's sick to like control him, you know? And then like, uh, you know, Bev is afraid of maturing, so all of her stuff involves like blood and hair, and like the idea of becoming a woman and growing up, and like, and, and, and also, then like and also one kid is, a, I was, I was about to say, how much uh, pedophilia? Yeah, that like, too. For like, sure. There's this really scary painting in my dad's office. You're like, I'm sorry, come again. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's exactly it, Peter. Like, and then one kid is like, there's a scary painting in my office, and it freaks me out. Like, that's like the extent of it, you know. And they, they certainly. <laughs> so I have to admit, the painting, the painting was cool a little bit. I, yeah, I thought, no, it was cool. It was, was a cool idea cool. for a scare. Yeah, just yeah. Like, there's just no thematic depth to it at all. It's not. It just, like, it just, yeah, right. it, it, it's, it, it's nightmare it on Elm Street. It has no point. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just cool. <laughs> it looks, it, it looks, <laughs> yeah. it looks good. It looks good visually, but doesn't necessarily line up thematically with the rest of the kids. This kid is scared of a painting. This kid is scared of coffee mugs. Like, it's literally like at that point, if like it's like there's literally like a specific object the person is afraid of, and there's like no deep repertoire for that. I don't know. Right. Like, I assume it's like I, I assume it's a stand-in for like. 
fatherly figures, but that's like context from the book that you need to have to like get that. Right. It's, they, not, they, they it's tried, not at all communicated in the movie. And Which, again, it's of course, just, I would not get because I have no context to go from at all. And again, it's just timing. Well, it's like, I, I get that that one was because like his, you see quickly see his dad, like he wants him to get uh, uh, the Torah right for his bar mitzvah. And then he goes back to his office with a book. His dad yells at him. So you, you imagine it's something to do with like the office is a representation of like feeling like he's a failure in his dad's eyes or something but like again that's 10 seconds earlier you know uh this is where like a movie fails versus what uh, right miniseries a longer miniseries because the miniseries uh, is actually going to be shorter than the overall movies will be because it's going to be about like five hours of movies versus three hours I'm i'm gonna say this though the characterization in this movie for all the children is still better than the miniseries oh i totally agree i totally agree and yeah. uh, like, like I, I know that more five like minutes. I say more like a ten-hour miniseries versus this five-hour oh, yeah, 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 movie yeah, yeah. version. Absolutely, absolutely. And so that's where um, you have to like sacrifice some characters. You're like, okay, we got to only focus on like two or three kids and really develop them, and the rest are like kind of more scary. For yeah, yeah. Or, or, or they're like their characters to fill in the cast is essentially what happens. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and it, and then you have that thing. Uh, I think I think that's the thing and that's cool and I and I think that's like if I was writing I think this is the thing like every time like this movie had a fault though like I I would have I would be in the movie theater and I would be like I don't know what I would do <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's, like that's like that's that's one of those things where you like imagine yourself in the writing room and you're like I, I got nothing <laughs> like <laughs> like it's like you're you're sitting in the Power Rangers writing room well we could have done this better we could have done this better we could have done this better and I'm like I'm like I mean that's a fault but like I don't know what you're gonna do, <laughs> like, other than like drastically edit the piece to the point that there's only like three original children or something like that. Which is, which I, th- I think at this point it, there's it is enough of a property that like that would be kind of silly. Yeah, yeah, and I think they do an interesting thing, which is that it, it's interesting that you know um, we're starting to see this reflexive thing now with with '80s culture. You know, we're like. Right, works right, right, like right. Stephen King and Stand by Me uh, influenced, you know, uh, Stranger Things, and now it feels like in right. a way Stranger Things and things like that are influencing uh, it. You know, the remake. You know, Fiona Whitehead from Stranger Things is in it, so there is sort of an interesting thing where, like, it, it definitely. I think the advantage is that because of that, they look at the things that a lot of the other adaptations ignore, which is that the kids are interesting and that it's it's enjoyable to watch them, and they do a good job of like, yeah. Yeah. actually wanting to follow the loser club around uh, including my favorite musical one cue sec. maybe of all time which is the new kids on the block yes that was the best uh <laughs> that was that was the best part when out when they're when they're all when they're all in ben's room and, and so and so and so bad and so bad she like just like she looks behind his door and just like and and she, and she just slow, and when no one else is looking, just slowly closes it, and then it's just all the cuts for like new kids on the block, like dad, 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 dad. She just looks at him like she's like, I see you, I know, and she just like slowly, he's like slowly, quietly opens the door back up, and he's just like, thanks. <laughs> Great music. Yeah, it was that such a good music, such a good musical cue. Yeah. Clearly, I'm not recovered from this film because I'm just alone in my sister's house, and I'm just like, is anyone there? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, dude! Oh, no, dude! Okay, okay, so okay, so when I when I saw this movie with Ben on Saturday, yeah, it, yeah, it was it was Saturday. Uh, saw saw the movie with Ben in the in the afternoon. We got we, we got we got lunch. Then we, we got lunch. Then we met then we met up with some friend met up with some other Trinity friends um, at, at a bar, and we were there until they closed. I got home at like three thirty in the morning, and this is like, of course, 
hours after I saw the film. But even then, walking into my house, I'm just like, who is in here? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna get murdered. <laughs> but yeah, but seriously, I think it's one of those things where it's like I did have an issue in terms of like I feel like you know I feel like I'm an easy scare. Like like in terms of horror movies, like I'm an easy lay. Like like, oh, same. like, like I think like I I it takes very little to freak me out. Um, I've never I've never trucked with gore. Like I understand the distinction, and I do have enjoyed. It. Like I enjoyed this film. At the same time, I do think that there was like there was a clearly there was a there it it went back and forth between like a good CGI budget and a bad CGI budget. Right. And I think that there were times where that bad CGI was like really on display. Like like even though like and, and that's the thing, it's like it like for instance in the initial Georgie scene when like he he bites the arm off. Like they do an like a masterful job of putting the suspense in there and it's so and it's so well done and it's great. And I mean it's I mean it's adapted from the book and the miniseries is very similar too. But at the same time when those teeth pop and bite the arm, I'm just like, Oh god. <laughs> It's like too too much CG teeth. Yeah, I think I think that's a thing. It's like you know, sometimes it really works, and sometimes he's super menacing. And then there's just a couple of moments, like when like the headless corpse was running yeah, around. That was like, like okay. yeah, the headless corpse <laughs> you know? was pretty. And the, and, yeah. the, and the leper was like a really good makeup, but they had like a weird CGI that kind of ruined. Yeah, 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 and that's like you could totally do a scary leper with makeup, and I I, like sometimes I'm just like, guys, why are you throwing this shitty sheen on this? Like, you know, Pennywise looks so good because he's not CGI. I mean, he's CGI with some of the teeth stuff, and they and they CG his eyes a little bit, which is great. Like, it's a very subtle that works. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Like his eyes change color or kind of move in a weird direction every once in a while. Like, and and that's that's my my big thing with this movie is I, I tend to found the more subtle scares more oh, interesting yeah, like, and more like the one in the library yeah. point, like and, the one in the library that right. you pointed and, out to me like my the library is my perfect example this is this great scene where like uh, 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 um, the kid is like he's going through these books and he comes across these like pages but even though he's flipping like it's zooming in on a tree like it's a flip book almost but every time he cuts back there's a librarian just in the background out of focus and she's staring like dead into the camera with this like creepy grin on her face, and she keeps getting like closer to the camera. It's an awesome little like uh, background yeah. uh, shot, and uh, and then like as soon as like you know he he breaks away from the trance, like the librarian's back in the background doing nothing, and um, it's those moments that I really appreciated. Versus like as much as I totally get why it would like freak you out when like they open the scary door and there's a girl with no legs. It's also like I've seen that in haunted houses. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, there's, yeah. It's there's like a little just, bit of that's... bluntness to it. You know that like sometimes the, the movie's a little too blunt, and I feel the CG's part of that. Where it's like right, smoky right. headless like, guy. You know, it, 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 for me, there's like there's enough like Lovecraftian like background stuff and like other like classical horror elements. Like King is just the greatest horror writer and one of the things that makes him the greatest horror writer well not i mean he's not the greatest I, I, you know what i mean but, but he is a good horror writer like, like there's yeah. a reason he's so yeah yeah he, yeah and, and and there's so much there to play with and so whenever i get one of his movies i wanted to do the shining thing i wanted to play with it like you can have gore but there's no gore in the shining per se like you know no, it's more really like not. the like it's the terror the of a like father figure it's taking chest, like yeah. a core yeah it's taking a core like human humanistic value and you know 
putting that into the context of a monster. Like, you know, what's the context of the monster is the powerlessness of childhood and and then the context growing up and still being powerless to like, you know, make yourself who you want to be. Like it's a twofold, it represents twofold, like, you know, psychological terrors. And to some extent, this Pennywise fell short of really pointing that out at times. Like it's a good monster. It's a fine monster. Like the, like the kid's head spitting venom. Oh, you know, and like yeah, that some was of really the other things. Like, that was, was horrifying. Like, and that yeah, was a more, yeah. and that was a great, more practical stuff. Exactly. It was like a, an actual, like they clearly built a stat where like a person could be under it and pop out of this mattress and like spit what seems like real fluid or at least is good cg fluid um you know like it's moments like that i agree that are more like uh, effective and right. visceral and 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 get to like a more like you could see that sort of existing right. reality i guess is what i'm trying to say you know what i mean like the no, leper absolutely. where it's like we don't have to add a bunch of cg shit to a leper's face you could make right. a leper like just look like just gross. just look to the walking right, dead and right. it's like it's possible to do this with makeup dude like you you can watch uh the the, the tv show uh mask off and you can and you know it's possible with practical stuff yeah yeah and but it's I also it, like sorry go, on. go ahead no, no, go ahead. Go. Uh, I think in general, though, I want to just say that the production design in this movie, I think, is is very, very good. Particularly, I want to just uh, shout out the cinematographer Chung Hoon Chung, who uh, is a, a Park Chan Wook's guy. He did like right. Old Boy and Stoker and Handmaiden, and it has that sort of similar uh, ethereal, sort of uh, slightly desaturated feel to it. I especially love the opening title. Uh, it's just this really nice slow turn as it oh, comes yeah. sort of cranes out of a sewer. And then the title comes up. I thought that was really effective and really uh, clever. So I was. It was just nice to see a horror film because uh, there's a lot of indie horror movies out there, but they just don't have the the money to have some production value and time to shut up a shot like that, you know. And it's nice to see uh, uh, at least that part uh, be taken with care. I. I agree, but also like I have a like a slight like just a little bit back from. I agree entirely. Like seeing a well shot horror film is almost shocking sometimes. <laughs> like like it's, and it's it's like it's like oh what's the scariest thing about this scary movie? It's cut good establishing <laughs> shots. Right. Um, no, I, oh my god, <laughs> oh, oh my god, it shows the whole area and you know where the thing is and all the stuff because that's where horror is. They, they could but afford anyway, like, a helicopter. <gasps> I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I think at the same time, there's like every once in a while, like he's almost getting too creative. Like maybe this is like super goddamn nitpicky. So if you want, if anyone wants to disagree with me, but like at times, like I feel like, like maybe, and maybe it's tied into like some of the scare pops, like really didn't work for me. And he was getting creative with the scare pops and like, and maybe it's just like, I didn't want them to be in there together. So maybe it's like the more active decision to make him more of like a pop out scary monster than like he has classically been. Uh, but at the same time, like it's tied into that, but at the same time, the cinematography was like not always on point with that or but it wasn't on point because he wasn't trying something interesting. It just didn't always hit. Yeah, I think it's part of the the modern horror problem that sort of started with the Conjuring films and stuff, where we focus less on body count and more on spooks. You know, um, yeah. The the eighty style was how will Jason kill these nineteen people? You know, like how what's right, the creative right. way? And you go more for that, and and now it's more like what's the way that the thing is going to go blah at me? Um, and and I agree, it's become a, a little bit uh, irritating, and part of this 
problem for me with this film is that it just felt like relentless a little bit. That's why I compare it to a haunted house where like haunted house is good, yeah. but it's good for like Five minutes. 15 minutes, you know, and then you're done like two and a half hours. You're a little bit exhausted. I think, and I think too, like it wore out Pennywise a little bit and maybe that's like my take on it. Like, I mean a little bit like, you know, and some of the things too, like there's a little too much plot armor in play too with some of the stuff. Yeah, it's like always been the problem in, with it. Like, why does it kill some people and not other people? Like, yeah, I mean that's 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 an inherent issue in the book. Like, I understand that. Like, you know, it's like he's an effective killer at like for like ninety percent of the book, and like clearly he's been an effective killer for like all the history that he's been right, there. Completely and then like these pen. seven kids are just like, we're gonna hold hands and not be afraid of you. Like, right. yeah, no. Yeah, this did uh, a lot better than. The many series of people getting escaping but it's still a little bit like you you could have got him there if you just yeah him a little bit faster <laughs> you know yeah or or i think the one that annoyed me was when he's in the hunting house and the kid was in the basement and like i mean you know you know friend number seven and he's in the basement and uh and he's like coming at him and he's just like he like looks up and he's like they're not afraid of me anymore right. and then he like yeah, leaves like, and i was like I he's just, right there the he's terrified eat him like, just end it end it like the last episode of the, of the sopranos <laughs> yeah it's uh I, I don't know i think i think you know that's that's fine that's that's a problem with it that's not you know it's 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 definitely in the haunting category of like why does it the thing just like fly a penny through their brains if it can do that but like i don't know uh yeah. but you know because it's building tension and clearly like it feeds off the fear and it's you know so i, I mean I, at least it has like a built-in methodology of doing like kind of this typical scare bullshit Sorry, you cut off cool. for a second. <laughs> no, no. I, I, sorry, my bad. I, I was saying that. Uh, I was saying that. Uh, like, at least it has like a built-in reason as to why it does oh, some yeah, of the typical true. scare bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, even if the fear thing's a little bit um much, it, yeah, it's at it's least not- <laughs> interesting and at least gives you like a, a good excuse for why he keeps relentlessly haunting these people and like purposely why it's uh, uh goes after their like inherent fears. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, by the way, what did you guys think of the adapt- adaptation of the girl, and specifically the uh, you know just to jump right into it, um, the uh, kind of like the the, the inherent pe- pedophilia and how it was done. Well, at least say that I think Sophia Lillis, I think I say her last name, is a phenomenal actress. I think she's got an yeah. incredible career ahead of her. She's just like is goddamn charming and 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 just like captures the screen really well. So like. Um, that's for one but uh as for like the actual thing itself it's it's tough i mean stephen king has always been very blunt <laughs> you know the bullies in particular in stephen king books are always very, yeah very blunt yeah. and this one included pretty bad um, <laughs> I, I, i'm not gonna give him i'm not gonna give him any credit there ben like it's yeah he does tend to make he makes people like i don't want to like I, I i know that i've been like pretty like you know com- in comparison with the movie i've been like yeah stephen king's a great writer but like there's there well, is some flaws. stuff to him yeah he's definitely got flaws he's got huge flaws i mean they're gonna have to deal I mean, with like the the infamous ending of it where you're like oh that's what it was weird <laughs> that's a weird choice yeah yeah well uh, <laughs> Yeah, don't spoil it because I have because I know nothing. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, it. I I like it because it's a little bit more Lovecraftian, but at the same time, yeah, maybe I'd say because the miniseries it's so like 
blunt. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Less, like, uh, like, like the book does a great job because it's so it like it is more of a mystery and it's like it's like kind of these like left uh, like plot threads. So it's not a plot thread that's dropped. Like it's very purposely set up in the way that it wants to be set up in. And then the miniseries like it is this. <laughs> and then he's like he's like I'm a reflection on a wall now because I'm mystical. Uh, let's not talk about it. Sorry. <laughs> the miniseries is really bad. I feel like somebody could do a good job with it do you know what i mean yeah totally totally so uh, to get back to your your initial question um it's blunt it's a, it's a it's a problematically blunt blunt i can't deny uh uh that i mean it's it's good that she at least gets some agency over it and i don't feel like she uh uh is done dirty but anyone else naturally doing it when she turned like around that. and it was pennywise with there did anyone else go oh god no, it's just pennywise phew <laughs> Yo, yeah, no, it's much more firm. No, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I was hoping he was gonna kill the dad and be like, "Now you can help me," you know. But, oh. Yeah. No, no, I was just saying, like, Peter, I, I, saying I, 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 still, I, regardless, I still jumped. I was just like, like Ben can verify. I was, I, I have, a, I gave a very obvious verbal. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that she was such a boss boss ass right. bitch through like ninety percent of that movie. Like it was really yeah. it, like even though she is it, like she's still like she still like has like probably the greatest amount of agency within like the characterizations and even in terms of all the kids like dealing with her own problems. I mean, you know how do you deal with that? Fucking with this with with the toilet, bam, <laughs> toilet to the <laughs> toilet face. to the face. Um, does does it? Do, I, I'm very curious in the next one if she just like murdered him. <laughs> like cause that's, yeah, that's, that's my question. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. like I know like I love how they like don't address it like it's just like halfway I know, through I, I was like no, did she there, kill no, him there, 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 was, there was blood on the floor she did he's dead yeah I mean I assume I assume so so yeah I, it, it's just an interesting way of that of like I, I guess like for me like you know in the context it's like it's one of those moments like reading back over the and in context of the Stephen King like I've seen a lot of thought pieces about it lately and one of the things that like like it's come up is like maybe like Stephen King's aged a little bit in terms of his depiction. And there's like some problematic elements in there, but like, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't really want yeah, I, I to, I'm not qualified to get into it, but yeah. But at the same time, like I do think that it may be an interesting thought process to talk about Stephen King and like, in like his place, like Stephen King is problematic and good because like he takes who he is as a person and like his problematic nature and then makes honest characters. And yeah. that's like what I like about him. But at the same time you'll get stuff like, you know, the girl who loved Tom Gordon and stuff like that, which I hate that book. <laughs> yeah. That book yeah. Awful. It'll be very interesting in particular with, because uh, the final numbers came in for last weekend and it's unreal how much movie money this movie made. Like, I was expected yeah. to be a hit, but Jesus Christ! And whenever a hit is this big, 123 million opening weekend, Hollywood is just going to look. And especially if it's not expected, you know what I mean? It's not, you know. Yeah. When Avengers they're makes that mo- money, they're going to be like, oh yeah, of course. But like, when this makes that money, they're going to be like, okay, how do we do that? You know? And then it'll be interesting to see what that answer is. And obviously, the the closest one is more Stephen King, you know. And yeah, well, I'm hoping the Dark Tower will kill a little bit of that. <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing, right? Is that this this just in a month we saw like one of his most famous books adapted and it bombed horribly and everyone hated it, and now another one of his most famous books it was, was an absolute, uh, an absolute well triumph. reviewed generally and 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 made a shit ton of money. So I mean, it'll be very interesting yeah. to see what they take from it, what they remake, what they don't remake. You know, like what they go for because it's not like guaranteed Carrie came out 
and nobody remembers that that was re- that was remade I know, like I know, I remember four that. years I remember ago. That but uh, yeah, well, yeah, but that one has a huge set of internalized issues. Uh, oh, for sure, yeah. and it's and it's also the thing I think that it is almost perfect because everybody remembers the miniseries. But not a ton of people right. want to defend the miniseries. You know? Can I be honest? Here's here's like the amazing thing about it. I've never seen that miniseries, but I immediately just from like the zeitgeist. Yeah, like you I, know I watched the miniseries for the first time, like in the last week. Right. Like, I, and that's just because I was kind of obsessed with it. Like I've got obsessed with the media and went into it. But like I could absolutely identify like portions of like Tim Curry's performance from that scene that I just knew from the zeitgeist. And I have I have no idea in what context I ever went online and looked for you know evil clowns or something. Like I, I just know I, the scenes that he's famous from that miniseries for. And, yeah. and that's just such a it's such a performance in terms of that. Like it has that kind of like that kind of impact, but at the same time is just totally it's just a bad piece of media. Right, it's like it's like it's like the best of both worlds almost, where it's like you know it's it's it, he's so iconic and 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 not that we want this to happen, but Tim Curry's in a place right now where right. he couldn't play the character anyways, and um, right, and so it's not like disrespectful to have another character. And Tim Curry's been very sweet about it and said he loves, he thinks he's better than he was, and that like he, he personally, you know, um, and uh, it, it's. I- it's just like kind of I'm a perfect gonna... thing where people can all be like, "Yes, remake this, good." You know, like I, I, I'm gonna be fair to Tim Curry here. Like, I think the element about Tim Curry is like it's very clear that Skarsgård made some decisions about his performance, and that the production, like, there was a discussion between Skarsgård and the people making the series, and there's like they got behind him in terms of production value, in terms of matching like his decisions as Pennywise. Right. Like, if right. you watch the original miniseries, it's very clear sometimes that Tim Curry is just like ejecting a little bit of himself into an otherwise dead as a doornail production. Do you know what yeah, I mean? He's having like, fun with it because he, he's getting free reign. Yeah, because he's the best. Yeah, exactly. Part of that. Yeah, they're like they're like we hired Tim Curry. Just let him do him. Like that's that's exa- and this is much different. Where it's like you know when the production and the actor and the director are kind of like in concert. Like you're gonna have a better. It's just gonna produce a better piece of media. Like it is what it is. Totally. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I'm very. I have no idea what I'm going to score. <laughs> <laughs> you going to go last, so you can. <laughs> uh, uh, no, well, I always go last because I do the math, <laughs> so that I can I can very timely put it in. That's what I'm doing while y'all are doing it, as I'm adding it up on my calculator. That's <laughs> 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 all right. Um, is there anything? Any other last thoughts before we go ahead and do the pull yeah. the pull thing? <laughs> uh, I pretty much summed it all up. I'm surprised we had as little to say about it as we did. I mean, I think it is scary. I think it's successful, but all of it comes back to like King's work as a whole and like how I'm always unsatisfied a little bit with like adaptations of his work because, but it's not one's fault. Like if you handed me the strand and told me to adapt it, I'd be like, you're fucking hilarious. It's the the shining (laughs) problem. Like what's the movie that, the King movie King hates the most The Shining what is the one that's considered the best The Shining you know like Shining yeah often it's the one that takes the least from or takes the parts from King and and adapts right. it to something different it's, it's absolutely it's, it's a Philip K. Dick problem as well where everybody loves the setup of Philip K. Dick 
books and then they get to his weird acid trippy brain and they're like i don't know how to fuck to put this on screen <laughs> like right this is right insanity so <laughs> yeah it's Philip yeah Dick, so i'll make blade runner <laughs> exactly exactly is there it's like no it's like it's like uh this is a thing i'll just make blade runner <laughs> like that's the only option for this and there's some things that work but like you know the films that have worked the only example that i can think of that's like the contrary to that is carrie but carrie is a really 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 like self-contained story yeah. and also as like king's first novel it's like way more self-contained than his other works like he wasn't you can tell as he became confident in his in himself as a best writer, he started writing like well, more grandiose. No, exactly because look at look at that book and compare it to like that book is just about a psychic person. How many goddamn Stephen King books have a incidentally psychic fucking person? Like all of them, like 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 almost all of them. <laughs> and like yeah, and like no, and, it's, and you're right. And, like it's a much more focused. Like this is just about a person with psychic powers. That's it. Like and what does that mean? You know, like and then later it's like. There's a killer clown, and there's a psychic person, and there's another thing, you know, like, uh, The Stand is a good example, where I love The Stand. The Stand is, like, every book he's ever written in, like, a big right, jumbled right. soup. It's a good soup, but it's a heavy soup. There's <laughs> a lot in there. It's a, yeah, it's like it's like no, like in in the stand would be the book. Like if you hold up, like if you like, were like he's like Jack, go to the library and pick out a book that's impossible to adapt. The stand would be exactly what I picked yeah, up. You need like a like, five you, season show you, you with a hundred million dollars. You would need like twice the length of Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> that's like what so you would ridiculous. essentially need. Yeah, it, it it would not be possible. And it's a good book. And it's and then, yeah. and that's the thing. It's like he, he makes specifically things that work as books and they are terrible to adapt and I think that's the interesting to this is that this is a much more of Carrie is the most straightforward of his books and so it works the best as a movie and then The Shining's obviously you know heavy adaptation this one's like the in between between them but I would still call it a good movie like I would not yeah yeah I think I, it's, I mean, it's, it's still a good King movie adaptation in a long time and it's good to see him done yeah. at least decently you know sure. yeah well I mean that's the thing is like you know clearly The Shining is adaptation like is a masterclass in at adapting for a different purpose do you know what i mean totally like it's 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 just such a different thing and i mean i don't want to be mean to king here but the shining is better in the movie form like and i know no that's like that's the only time i would say that to him you know right <laughs> right like the shining is a is a goddamn masterpiece and i think that's the difference between that and like uh like this where i'm like you know that the book it is very good like it's a huge read and it gets boring in the middle because king is can get sloggy but at the same time like it is like it is a it is a really important piece of media and like the parts that are slipping through are important and i think that's maybe like maybe like it's hard for me to like call myself like a book person because I, I usually don't, I usually find that to be a shitty defense of people that don't like adapted movies from books. They're like, you know, this Harry Potter book didn't have this specific moment, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, they botched the, you know, the, you know, the Harry and Jenny kiss, but you know, it's still a pretty good book. Yeah, you yeah, know? I, agree. I mean, it's still a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's still pretty fucking faithful, is what I would say. But you know. Yeah, I no. usually don't like. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. Let's get on to scores. I think we're done. <laughs> all right, uh, you're Ben. You're up first. All right, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Um, it's uh, it's 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 not quite up there with some of the better horror films of late. I'm glad we're going through a horror sort of a renaissance right now. Um, but like I said, I can't help but feel like this is just a little bit of a. a, a a haunted house movie version you know it's 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 very relentless with the scares yeah. 
and it's very um, overbearing at times. But I think what it does when it does slow down and when it does focus on character, uh, it's very, very good. I think all of the actors are fantastic. Um, I really liked uh, uh, the actor who played Bill and the actress who played Bev uh, in particular, but I think all the kids do do pretty well. Um, like I said, I really enjoyed the, uh, the visual elements and the production elements of it. Uh, were nice even if the CG was a little again overbearing. Like I think that's when the the the, the film goes for me. It's just more restraint, less less you know in your faceness. Uh, is probably would be my mo- main note if I had yeah. any. Um, but overall, it's it's a it's a good film, and I think it's just I really just hope that part two is is more of that, more restrained, more psychological, more about you know sort of the the deeper themes of the book uh, and less about, you know, scary clowns, which is, which is good on its own. Right. And it's a movie I'd recommend for pretty much everybody. But I think it's kind of funny for the fact that like a friend of mine saw this in 4DX, which is that thing that like moves your chair and blows in your face and stuff. And they said it was like kind of perfect for it. And I was like, what? And then I thought of it was like, yeah, kind of, it's kind of like a, a honey. I yeah. shrunk the audience yeah. a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's like, no, it's like, it's like a, it's all, yeah. It's like a Disney stage show. Yeah, a little it's bit. Exactly like it's like that. a little bit. Um, and for that, it's interesting. I just hope that two is just a little more deeper, but but I still recommend it, and I'd still say it's 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 worth your time. And uh, and I'm I mean, glad I'm glad it made money. It's it's the kind of movie that like I can't get mad at a, a smart R-rated horror film that you know has some patience uh, and and making a lot of money. Like that's 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 better than a Transformers. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> thank God for that. Um, uh, okay, Peter. Well, Speaking as someone who has absolutely no background with it, both the book and the miniseries from 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 nineteen ninety, did it come out nineteen ninety? That that mini, yeah, nineteen ninety. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, notably, it's like uh, twenty seven years between the miniseries and the movie totally. on on accident. Yeah. Um, cute little thing. Oh really? Yeah, Jesus, right? is that like right? Jesus, yeah, it wasn't on purpose. It was just sort of a well, weird. Coincidence. I know it can't ever, be. That's not how movie production ever, ever works. No, no, yeah. I saw someone online who was like, "They should make the sequel twenty seven like, years from now." Like, that's you just want to stop it. Like, fuck you. It'll be out next year. Like, <laughs> someone in Warner Brothers also right now must be like, "Can we make it three movies?" <laughs> you know, like you know, somebody. Must no, I'm like, sure they are. Like as well as it's doing and as cheap as it was, like it's it's a it's a it is like it, more. So I feel like the biggest reason that people are going to be looking at this movie is less that like like it was mm-hmm. cheap on top of everything else like yeah. it is it is an unparalleled success. It's crazy. It's bananas. Oh, no, 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 you're Sorry, fine. Like that, that's basically been this, this podcast, time. and I'm just like this is interesting. Like this is literally all interesting to interesting to me. But uh, but yeah, as as as, as someone who has oh. like no background with yeah. it, um, and 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 also. And also as someone who, as Ben can totally verify, for the entire 135 minutes of this film, I'm sitting very low in my chair with like most or like three fourths of my face covered. And every now and then I would just like tap, I would just tap, Bill, tap Ben on the shoulder and be like, are you still there? Are you here with me? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will also give this movie a seven. Like I do not do horror at all which is why which which is which is why Ben would laugh every single time which is why when we saw this Ben laughed every single time after like a certain trailer would play before before the film started and I would just look at Ben and be like why am I here um but but, but no but yeah as scared as as scared as I was this was this was a good film I I I thought I thought that like the jump scares and like and like the subtle 
creepiness of, of, of different of different elements of different elements of it some, some uh, mo- most of which i didn't even realize and i had to, and ben told me afterwards which made which made which made it even creepier was uh, was effective and like it, it was and and no, and no i i agree the, like the kids weren't as developed as they as they could have been but it's a good starting point for part two which i didn't know was going to be a thing until at, until, until the end before the credits rolled it's like it chapter one and i looked at ben i was like what the fuck and yeah, I was like, ah, the, the, this is the um, second one, but, Peter. But yeah, this, this, I, this is a good movie. If 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 you are a fan of the if you're a fan of the of the miniseries and or the book, go see it. Um, if you if if you have not seen any of it, but you're a fan of horror, go see it. it or if you are like me and you are not a fan of horror, go with one go with one or two friends. <laughs> go, go, go with one or two it. friends, so, so you have like <laughs> so you have two, 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 like at least one person next to you, next next to you to like hold on to because it's like. It's a wild ride, and there were I I I, I probably to, a total time had my eyes closed for like for a total of five minutes throughout throughout this movie. Yeah, I'm also amazed that that's like I'm very upset now that like that's not its campaign. Like, go see it, you know. Like that, that's. Uh, I know, I know, it's it's really bad, but that's the kind of like pun campaign yeah, that gets that, me into that, that movies. I'm just saying, go see it. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna make this math yeah. easy. I'm gonna give it a seven as well. Uh, and I, I was I was gonna give it a seven from the beginning, but like. I really, 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 really hate horror movies. I'm not part like it's interesting. Like, like it's very interesting. Like the things I, that let me let me actually clarify. I really like psychological horror movies. Like I love Silence of the Lambs. I love stuff that'll push the bounds of like you know what's what's more horrifying to me is stuff like Prisoners, where it's like you know human interaction yeah, and stuff that sort that, of thing. Stuff that people don't know mm. if it's horror or thriller. Right? You know like people- exactly, exactly, exactly. Like I don't, I don't like. I'm never interested in seeing gore and. I I'm never interested in seeing kind of any of that. And maybe that's what's bothering me a little bit about it is that it seems to be a well done amalgamation of kind of like the gore with the psychological elements. But at the same time, like it's still pushing. It's almost like for me, like I I was like, I'd be fine with just like a psychological thriller and like the clown a little less like visible and that sort of thing. And so for me, it's, it feels sometimes like this is like, you know, they're having the gore in there to like, justify the existence of having a movie that I'd like particularly like do you know what I mean but that's not that's not true that's not what's happening it's just what it feels like to me let's like so I guess I guess like what I'm saying is like I like half of this movie so but I really like the half that that's there and I think I think I agree with Ben like if the next movie comes in and is like a slower place and it like really goes into the psychological elements and like does that with like good like you know grown-up actors and does that sort of thing and no, no, nothing against the kids actors I'm actually worried that like the grown-up actors will not compare very favorably to their kid counterparts um, it's actually like a a real fear that i have um but like i think that if that's the case then you know i i think that it could be like one of my favorite horror movies of all time if it would just dig into that psychological that that like that panache and like go there um at all the same though it is really really good like it is scary you will shit your pants. I did. I definitely did in the theater. I was having none of it. I was. I was pretty. I was pretty miserable. I used the bathroom a lot. Take that for what it is. But at the same time, like, uh, I was just. Uh, I was. I was not a big. Uh, yeah. I was not. I was not uh, very uh, happy. And I think that's a. Uh, if I'm not happy in movie theater, that's probably a sign that it's a pretty good. Uh, <laughs> <horror movie. laughs> 
Yeah, well, I think so. it's interesting that I'm a, I'm a really big horror fan, and uh, I, I did the same as you guys, and you're not really big horror fans. That's kind of interesting. We both had the same score. I thought that's cool. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I may like I may be being, for me, a little bit generous because I'm not. Like, Whoa. I don't go see The Conjuring, Ben. Like, right. I just don't. Right. Like I, like I don't go see Hostel. I don't go see these things. I don't have the context yeah, for it, but it does appear to be. This does appear to me within my own like context of the zeitgeist to be. I need to stop saying zeitgeist. I really fucking do. Uh, <laughs> we all have I, our I, words I, we go to. Yeah, you know, it's bad. I like I, uh, but I think in the context of like the greater horror films, this seems like a step up to me. And I think that you and Peter and everyone else I've talked to is echoing that. Like this is a step up in the current horror genre. It may mean it may not be the quantum step up that people want it to believe it is, but I think that it is still, it is still very distinctly a step up. Yeah. I would agree with that, especially in studio horror for sure. Oh yeah. Fuck, fuck me. Jesus. Like the conjuring three or Wait, whatever, where she's like trapped in a or bed. That was Jesus a thing. Christ. Yeah, no, that no, that's oh, fine. That, no, please. <laughs> it's very hard to take a like a like a leading act. Like it's very hard to take like any sort of like main yeah. character that's like in a body cast. Like, like I will say, I will say, I will say about about the about this film. Even when Pennywise like wasn't like physically in the room, some of the most some of the most like creepy like for, like creepy eerie terrifying moments for me was like was just when any was like before he would show up. And, to, and the kids were just alone in the room. Like I have never been more scared for a child. For I've never been more scared for a child yeah. just to just be alone in a room than this film. They do. I think the best part, and that's the thing, is like that's that's yeah real yeah. horror to me. That's the horror that I want. I want I want to be scared because I don't know where the fuck this thing is like and that, and that's and that's like and they and I want it to play like because it did like the movie does do like the proper horror thing it plays with like them being alone and you're like oh my god is he gonna pop up now and it plays with that expectation and that's how to do horror in my book and I think that's the thing is like then it also has like these like and here's the clown and he's everywhere and you see us you're seeing too much of him and that's like and that's my thing is like I was like I wanted to pull back like 20% this would be like it's a good movie, you know. Yeah. All right. From everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been Howard. Thanks, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Um, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. No worries. I've been... <laughs> I've been your host, Jack Newman. If you want to head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network, that's tuscanshed.com. We can view all of our wonderful podcasts, including Animania, A Feast for Bros, and Geek Space Night. Go check out all of those other podcasts. And if you want to help support us, head on over to tuskinshed.com backslash support us. That's nice. Really good hyperlink there, Jack. Maybe help us with the Club. <laughs> Anyways, but that is it, what it is for right now. If you want to head on over there, you can find a myriad of free ways that we would really appreciate you helping to support the network. Always head on over to iTunes. Rate us. That always helps. We love you. We really do. We want to keep producing content. And, uh, yeah. and also, we'd love to hear from you. So if you want to head on over to Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, all the places. You can also send us comments on our website. Send us anything. Use the contact form. Go check it out. We will, uh, if you send us stuff uh, this week, I will read it next week. I'm going to promise. If anyone goes to Twitter, I will read your comments out. I just did it last week on Animania. Some people were sassy. I appreciated it. 